eight years old. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I do remember before I got saved, uh, we was at a church and I seen everybody down there praying and I started crying and my mom comes up to me and motions for dad to come over and, and he's like, are you okay? Do you need to go pray? And I was like, no, no, no. But in my mind, I wanted whatever they had. Um, and a eight year old little girl sitting in the bench, knowing I need to go to the altar, but didn't want to move. And this guy was telling his testimony and I just thought if he would just shut up, I will go down there. Um, eventually he got done with his testimony. Mom and dad says I went several different times that week during revival. All I remember is that one time um, that I got it, got baptized at um, Forsyth Baptist Church, joined there. And then a few years later, we went to Chesapeake, been there ever since. doubted my salvation I didn't think I was saved and we were in a revival and uh, this was before that revival so I guess the year before I think Cecil Reeves was helping and mom tried to like hug me or something I told her no and she goes what's wrong I was like I don't know if I've been saved and she said what do you mean I said I don't know like I don't I don't know and I guess I had gotten in a place in high school that carried over um, to that point where I'd beat my down, myself down about something that I had done and thought that I deserved that punishment. Even though I'd asked several times for forgiveness, I, uh, I still carried that guilt with me. And it really, for years, honestly, it was probably a good three years that I carried that guilt and I went to the altar and pray, and Cecil got in my ear, and he said, go back to the place that you remember being saved, and ask God if you really got it. And I did. And he said, I already saved you. I can't save you again. You've already been saved. So then I realized that I had carried that guilt around, even though God had forgiven me for my sins and what I had done. Um, I carried that guilt, guilt around and I did that to myself. I had prayed for a long time that God would send me someone that would be the man that I would need in my life. At that time, I prayed and I really did felt like he was the one. It got to the point where on Wednesday nights he would work late or his job would run late and sometimes I would go sometimes I wouldn't just depend on how Austin was doing um, he was a baby at that point so there's moments where they just break down and you just have to like stay home and try to try to you know comfort them and make that make that sacrifice but then it started on that was Wednesday nights um, then he started going out of town for work so he would leave Sunday after church and I wouldn't go Sunday night because at that point I had two kids. And then it even tied into um, Sunday mornings. We would either wake up late or I don't know, he'd plan something else for us to do that day to the point where we didn't go to church at all. So at that point, we weren't in church.
I was battling, which I didn't want to admit, with major depression and anxiety. So I was lost in my own little universe, so to speak. I quit going to church altogether. I think we went at some point, sometimes at that point, but I quit going to church altogether and I was miserable. I was downright miserable. I felt like I had failed as a mom, as a, as a parent, as a wife. I failed everything. I felt like I, I was just this huge failure in life and it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. So, um, I actually took my Bible, I put it in a drawer, and I said, he's not listening, and I walked away. I said, I'm done. I'm done trying. I'm done trying to go to church. I'm done trying to do good. I'm done trying to do what he wants me to do. He doesn't listen to me. And uh, that's kind of where I left out. When I moved in with mom and dad, I really just like a kid curled up underneath my parents wings so to speak and I didn't want to move out of that comfort zone I'd finally gotten a place where I was comfortable I was not scared um, I was in a safe place so wherever my mom and dad wanted to go I went with them so at that time he was and he still is pastor of community so I started going to community and those people took me in and they loved me I know Chesty loves people, and I know they love my family, but to have these people come up to you and they just loved on you, and what I didn't realize was that dad and mom had already expressed concern. They knew that I was in a situation that I needed to get out of, and I didn't realize it yet. So at this point, they have been praying for me for years, and I didn't know that. And they were genuinely happy to see me in church with my parents and with my kids, and just being there was enough for them. I didn't have to talk to them. Just being there was enough for them. And that's when I started coming back to God. And I started praying. And I started reading my Bible. Once I realized God's love for me, singularly, it opened a whole new world of his love in general for everyone and that really is what brought me back to want to do more or try to do more um, when we got back me and my mom and even Caitlin now got back into singing that was something that I really enjoyed when I was in church and wanted to get back to um, and I started singing nanny song uh, broken pieces and that song particularly speaks volumes. You would go to church Sunday morning. You feel great about everything. You know, you go to the altar and you would, you get things straightened out or feel like you had them straightened out. And then you go to work the next day and something would hit you. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, I'm trying so hard to to stay above water like why is this happening uh, so it was a lot of 
at lunchtime or sometimes I would take a break uh, at Walmart that made you take like a break ever so often. Um, I would go into the bathroom or into the car, <coughs> whatever, and I would just ball my eyeballs out and just ask God to help me. So when you finally get to the point where you can forgive, it really frees you up, not only emotionally, but mentally and spiritually. Like you're not feel you don't feel like you're carrying that burden with you all the time of just God, I'm so mad at somebody. Well, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us be able to talk about you one more time, God, that we might be able to help someone. God, I know it's hard on people that are going through divorce, people that are going through anxiety and depression, things that you don't want to have to deal with, God, but they... They sometimes seem to find us. God, I pray that you would be a... God, I pray that you would just help these people through these situations. That somebody might be able to come up to them and tell them that they're praying for them and they love them. Maybe that's all they need to hear. God, I pray that you lead and guide us, direct us in the way you want us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.